Welcome to the Small Towns Big God Podcast. We don't know what we're doing, but we're going to do it anyway. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode five of the Small Towns Big God Podcast. It's a Bible study podcast where we will dig into verse-by-verse discussion while speaking to how the Word comes to life in our personal lives. My name is Dax Bruner, and I help lead a youth group at Gober Baptist Church in beautiful downtown Gober, Texas. We still have a mobile home for a post office. Has not changed. And across from me is Josh Lott, and he is the only pastor at Ivanhoe Baptist Church in Ivanhoe, Texas. It sounds like he was giving me a hard time about calling him the lead pastor, and then it and dawned on me why. I already had it in my mind that I was going to say I'm only the lead pastor because I'm the only pastor. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I beat him to it. Ba-dum-bum. Right. Ivanhoe sounds small, but they have a brick post office. I'm not even going to talk about the winery. All right, (laughs) we're two guys that have been led to ministry, doing what we are commanded to do, and evangelize through all means available. So, Internet, we're here now. We're here. Still don't know what we're doing. But we're doing it anyway. We're going to keep doing it anyway. All right, so a couple of weeks have gone by, and we've been at camp. Well, yeah, not the same time. No. But we've both experienced a week at camp since the last time we've uh, met and talked. It was an experience yes. because half the kids, well, none of the kids I knew, right? Like no, I no. went to help out, yeah. Uh, and we had, I think, thirty Angel Tree kids, and then another thirty from Savoy. So we had a group of over sixty. At and camp. just to explain what Angel Tree kids is, it's these kids that they're uh, they're one of their family members or one of their parents are incarcerated, right? Uh, currently, so uh, Lake Levon, they they help them out. They they allow them to come to camp and experience a summer camp uh, at no cost yep. to them. So, yeah, And they uh, supply everything, counselors, and that's why you were there, just uh-huh. to, to uh, be one of the counselors for those kids. So that's a great ministry. Yeah, it was, that community. it was awesome. I was able to share my testimony and relate to them, you know, on a level that not everybody could. Uh, so I had several conversations, you know, about about hope for their, their loved one that, that is in and uh, had a lot of those Um some of them were pr- pretty intense. I was right. thinking, my goodness, you know. So anyway, we we changed some lives. I know that's that's a fact, you know, because uh, that bell got rung quite a lot. So it was good. And I was there. Uh, got back yesterday. And yeah. I was there with the preteen, third through sixth graders. Fun bunch of bunch of kids. <laughs> I, I took uh, fourteen, <laughs> fourteen preteens to uh, to camp. It was a good time. We had lots of fun. It was really tiring. I slept about nine hours last night to try to catch up. My whole family went. My whole family goes to preteen. I got one preteen, and then I got two teenagers that come and help out. So thank goodness for them. Yep. So me and my wife doesn't have to uh, do it all by ourselves. So they were good uh, helping this weekend. We had a couple salvations, so that's praise God for that. That's great. Um, The Spirit was moving. The Spirit was working. Uh, Lake Levon, they're doing great things this summer. We've had some some good times out there. I'm going back, uh, not next week, but the next week for youth camp with mm-hmm. uh, my my kids to go to youth camp. So yep. I'll experience another. And sh- and hopefully, if everything works out, the next episode that we record will be at Lake Levon camp. Mm-hmm. If everything yes gets lined out yes, and the stars align, everything works out that way. As of right now, happen. 
That is one hundred percent for at me. At some point this summer, we are filming at Lake Lamar. Yeah, we'll, no doubt. We'll figure something it's a, out, but that's, it's, that's the plan. It's it's a special place. It like is. the first time I'd ever went out there was with you, and I thought, man, I can I can dig it. You know, I this is where we need to be. You know, as a uh, not only as you know youth pastors, but um, as as our group within the county. We I mean we need that's where we need to be. Absolutely. So, so uh, anyway, we're gonna we're gonna do our our part to promote it and uh, to make it as good as we can and to grow it. Yeah. And you know, I was talking to my wife this morning. I was like, "Man, we gotta we gotta do stuff out there." You it know, is, and she was like, "Yeah." It's in Princeton, Texas. And yep. I mean, it's just a an hour, fifteen hour, twenty minute drive from our area. I yep. mean, great place. I think it gets lost sometimes. I mean, it's in Collin County, but it's kind of out there. Yep. Um, off by itself, which is good, but I think people forget about yep. it, and, and uh, yep. they need uh, your prayers. They need your they need your love, and they can use your financial and any support. Support you can give, no doubt. Your, uh, um, the next goal out there is to uh, expand the conference center. Yep. Um, y'all were a little fortunate. I say fortunate, but y'all had a couple hundred people at camp. We were very fortunate. We had closer to four hundred and. I, it was tight. I can't imagine it being packed in there like that. And what's that. crazy about that is, is that about I guess four years ago, mm-hmm. um, we had close to five hundred people <laughs> in that conference center. Um, but wow. they, their bed, they had four hundred seventy-four beds. Right. Okay. So they can bring in four hundred seventy-four campers, but we don't want to put that many people in that conference center. No. So they try to cap it out at four hundred. Four hundred is so a good it, number, but it is tight. So yeah. We can, that expansion that is needed good. for sure, especially if we want that camp to grow and prosper as as it should. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have to ask you though: Did you guys do the silent disco? Uh, I personally did not do silent disco. What? <laughs> maybe, maybe next time. Maybe uh, next no, time. no, 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 no. Ain't no maybe, man. I had some. I had some kids that did the silent Dude, disco, and they. they I loved it. got down. I mean, I was foot loosened, buddy. It was funny. God, it was such a good time though. Um, cause you, so if you don't know what silent disco is and I'll just make this quick, everybody in the room has a set of Bluetooth headphones on, right? right? And there are three channels that are playing different music. So everybody is listening to different songs and they're singing and dancing and having a good time, but it's all different. So if so you you're just watching, you, <laughs> dude, it is hilarious. So I did some video. Uh, I think I posted it. Maybe not. I'll look and see. But anyway, I did some video, and all you see is people. You don't really hear anything. You just see people dancing, and every now and then somebody remembers the lyrics and blurts it out. And then Like the chorus or yeah, something. Yeah, the, the you know, chorus. the line everybody knows, and that's, yeah. all, that's all you hear, so that's the only way you would know. But, um, yeah, we, me and Brian, you know, Brian, uh-huh. the guitar guy, uh, he uh, – we man, we were having a good time, me and him, because he was up on stage doing the doing the DJ work, right? right. And so every now and then he he'd hit one and he he'd tell me, you know, like this, and we, I mean, well, the first night we were there, um, they have a hundred headphones, yeah, and it was capped out. I mean, you had it's, to wait because there was it was that much fun. Like right. I didn't think I was, I, like I went in there just to kind of hang out with the kids and watch and whatever. And um, they weren't allowing that. The kids weren't having that. They were like, here, you're doing this. And so right. we did. And, man, I'm glad I did. It was a good time. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. Cool. So, anyway, all right, where are we? First John, man. Uh, we're still we're in Chapter 2. Chapter 2. We're uh, verse 12, yep. I believe it is. Yes. Verse 12, and I think we talked 
just before we came on. We're going to go through verse 17. 17 is good stuff. It's very good stuff. Um, we could spend hours talking about this, this very subject. Uh, yep, yeah, and this is the one I I mean, I hit on every week with the with the youth here, uh -huh. you know. So um, we I'm sure we both have a lot to say about this. I'm so. sure we do. Yeah. All right, so if we want to jump in like we always do, I'll, I'll just read it. Uh, I'll go all the way to the end, and then we'll come back and we'll jump in and break it down. Sounds good. Ready? All right, here we go. First John chapter 2, starting in verse 12, it says this, I am writing to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I am writing to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I am writing to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you know the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you know him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong, and the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. Verse 15, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, comes not, for the, not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but whoever does the will of God lives forever. Forever. Yep. And there you have it. I mean, knowing God, knowing your creator, I mean, it's it's a, it sounds like a great thing, and mm -hmm. it is a great thing, but nobody says it's easy. No. Especially in this world. I mean, the world is constantly, constantly attempts to attack us spiritually, mm -hmm. the spiritual warfare yep. that we talk about. I mean, and... and Verses 12 through 14, I think, gives us this quick recap of how we all have different spiritual levels. Right, where it's stages. Stages of maturity, stages right. of the sanctification process. Yep. And, and and where you're at depends on how well, you know, you deal with these spiritual attacks. Um, I kind of, my notes here that I wrote were, um, you know, children, as he refers to, they know the Father and their sins are forgiven. Right. That's the first step. That is the first That's step. That's the first step. And then you have the young men. They're strong in the word so they can stand against the evil one. Mm -hmm. They can help fight the battles. Right. Children still have issues struggling the battles. Right. They've made that commitment. They believe their sins are forgiven. Right. They don't have the, the uh, what word am I looking for? The, the, the confidence the, or the maturity maturity to, yeah. to win the battles. And the fathers, they... They have an intimate relationship with with God, right? Um, and that's the level. I guess that's the level we're trying to get to, even though that we're still not going to get there all the way. Because right. you know, we, we the strive. Sanctification, the sanctification process doesn't end until we're actually with God, right? Um, yeah. But that's the kind of the spiritual levels, and it's it's wild, you know, with, with working with the youth, especially is you you actually see the different levels in them, right? Oh, and yeah. hopefully in us too, um, but. Uh, it, it's not, I don't want to say it makes it difficult, but a lot of times we don't know what level they're at until well, we, we dig a little deeper. What <laughs> happens in the church, and this is all churches, mm -hmm. what we try to do is, is we teach physical ages right, instead of spiritual ages. Right. And I'm not saying that we should stop doing that or change it some other way, but it's difficult because as a youth pastor, you're trying to reach, you know, 13 to, to 18 year olds right what they can handle with their physical mind right as an adult leader you you're you can you think you can talk a little higher yeah and then with children you you try to for lack of a better word dumb it down dumb as, it down as, yeah. as easy as possible but they're they're all different spiritual maturities also mm -hmm. i mean i i said one time in in, in church on a sunday morning 
I said, just think about this. If we were able to see each other, not by our physical ages, but our physical ages, how many of us would be back there in the nursery? Yeah. I Most. Mean, and that's what and that's There's and that's the thing. We have to uh we have to recognize spiritual maturity, spiritual levels of 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 maturity instead of always looking at physical ages and, and what they can comprehend and where they're at with a relationship with Christ. Do you, do you think that we sometimes don't give them, like, I, I'm speaking of youth here, okay, and, and just congregants in general, okay, do you think that sometimes we don't give them enough credit to, as yeah. to where they are? You know what I mean? We think, oh, well, you know, so-and-so's 14, they can't, they can't handle this. So, like, for me, I never thought anybody did me any favors by holding back. You know what I mean? And I feel like on some level we we tend to do that, you know, and and um I don't know. I I I try to be more mindful of that with the with the youth that we deal with here and also our regular congregation because um they they um you certainly don't want to talk over them, above them. No. But at the same time, you don't want to hold back so much that you're not helping them either. You know what I mean? I, I feel like if you're not challenging them to some degree that you're not really getting what you need to out of it. Does that make sense? I th- what what come to my mind is well, you were at youth camp and you, you yeah. heard all all messages from Matt Thigpen. Right? Correct, yes. Right? Uh-huh. Um, I heard one yep. when I was down there that Friday, Friday night. Right. And I love that's how he started it off was, yep. you know, the word of God is not too big for you, and I'm not going to correct. I'm not going to act like it's too big for you, right? And he and broke he, it. And he broke it down perfectly. Yeah, he, he, um, he every message with some big words, yep. some theological, you know, conundrums, and and he and he broke it out there, and he he explained it perfectly. He did a great job, right? He really did. In which so many people would say, "Well, I'm not going to try to explain that to them because they're not going to understand it." That's uh, that's that's my point. You yeah, said it better than I just did, um, because. You know, you, you're making assumptions, and you're. I, I always say, like when I when I teach or preach or share or whatever, I always say I will not insult you by holding back. I will. I will tell you exactly what it says. I will tell you um, exactly how I dug into it. I will tell you exactly how it came to life for me. Right. All the dirty details mm-hmm. of it, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and we we get a better response that way. Now it may not be an immediate better response, but it. To me, uh, it does challenge people to a degree. You know, does that make sense? And we can do that in a common sort of way, sure. not in a way that sounds like we're not in your face, smarter your, or no, no more than condescending. You do. Yeah, yeah, or use big words and yeah, you know, not my strong suit anyway. <laughs> Mine neither. No, 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 no. Uh-uh. no. But we, we, but we do speak it with authority because we have lived this and we are spirit led and we we understand what that means. So. Um, but yeah, talking down to people is a big one for me, and I don't, I, I hate it. I don't right. like it, and I'll never do it. Um, so anyway, that's that's how I always start mine off is I, w- I won't insult you by by holding back, right. you know. So which leads to a lot of questions. It does, but that's okay, and that's why which challenges that, us. That's why we're to, there to go into a message, knowing what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, because. One thing, the difference, because I teach youth and adults. Yeah. So the difference between the two, I would say, well, there's several. But one of the main ones is is that youth has more questions. They absolutely do. The youth ask a whole lot more questions. Yep. Now, they, they interrupt you more also, but they ask more questions. That's correct. Um, so, I mean, I think that's a good thing. I love it. But, you know, and, and so that that makes us go into a lesson. 
prepared to answer those tough questions that well, are going to come out of that. Yeah, absolutely. Like we like some nights we'll only cover five verses on our in our youth group, and that's because we spend an hour talking about it. You know, I say that, uh, and I told you this already. I think with this, this summer, you know, because how the summer is, it's the consistency is not there like sure. we'd like it to be because people are going all over the place. But right. to do, t- we took a break from Genesis and we're just doing a Q and A on Wednesday nights. That's awesome. Which I think it it's a great it's a great thing, and I'm glad we're doing it. But man, the questions that are being asked, <laughs> I can I tell you, you know, the questions. Well, that are we being got asked, permission. I better ask them. Right, you know, and even my daughter Avery, you know, like she'll put it. Ruh, she thinks of them during the week. She puts them in her notes on her phone. That way, she's prepared. And she I said, "Why don't you ask me time. now?" No, I'm going to wait. No, give me give me a heads up. Yeah, let me <laughs> let me study a little let bit. Me study a little bit. Come on, Avery. You know, they did ask some questions a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I wasn't there Wednesday because I was at camp, but and I said, "I tell you what, when we come back two weeks. Let me take some time to to look at yeah. some of these." And and their questions was about. Other uh, religions, you know, their their beliefs. I, and, I get those a and, lot, and I have some basic knowledge, but mm-hmm. I want to make sure that I can give them a little bit more than that. So right, kind of. But you know, right, they can take in more than what we think they can. That's my point, and that's what we have to understand. That's my they, point. They're 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 uh, starving for the knowledge. They want it. They yeah. Want it. That's why they, they keep coming it. back, man. Right. That's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Knowledge and discipline. They do they do th- crave it. But the issue that we have here is what we talked about is the world. The world is a is a organized system that leaves God out. True. Absolutely There's no true. part of it that they don't put God in anything. No. No, they uh, they'll put everything else in everything, but God is is, is not something. Well, that, yeah, they, that they they'll replace God with everything else. <laughs> they do. Yeah, and uh, and that's why verse fifteen. You know, do not love the world or the things that belong to the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. That's right. And 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 then it goes into I think three ways that um, the world tries to attack us. Yep. Three ways. And there are ways that we fail at daily. This is where we fail daily. Correct. In, in these three ways. And I can have I have examples that I can give you all day long for how I have failed in these three ways. Same. Yep. Like the, what's the first one? For everyone that belongs to the, the world, the lust of the flesh. So the lust of the flesh is one thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the definition I wrote about, I, I wrote down for that is in any sinful desire or interest that interferes with our relationship with God or fellow Christians. I would agree. That's a great definition. Yeah. We actually, th- I, I have that conversation a lot, mm-hmm. right? Because we, we got teenage boys with us, you know what I mean? And that's that's the number one for them boys, you know. It was for me too, you know. And and that's why it's not just sinful desires, but it's also interest. Yeah. Like we, we can always, we always go to the sinful desires, the things that we see that mm-hmm. are evil, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But what about the interest? What mm-hmm. about things that you just put before God? Yeah, that you, oh, your your flesh yeah. puts before God. That's the that's the argument. I mean, that's the argument sports, we have all the time. It could be yep. your your technology, yep. or your phones. It could be your family. What people don't get, it could be your family. Yeah, people yep. do that. Many and people put their family above God. I and and when you talk, that's a touchy one too. Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about that, is is I've had this conversation before. Right. Okay. And it took me quite a while before I understood what that meant. So, you know, you, we're here to glorify God. That's our purpose, right? Not each other, not 
anything other than God. And so, you know, Linda and I had that conversation. I said, okay, if we're like everything else we do, we're going to do this 1,000%. We're going to be a Christian couple, and we're going to live it 1,000%. We're going to serve however we need to serve. And in doing that, God has to be even above you. Right. And that's what and, I told Linda. And that's exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and that freaks people out. It oh, does. No, you, can, you have to. And another thing that freaks people out is there. there is a – a uh, an, an order that it goes in, mm-hmm. all right? And I've t- and I explained this to my kids too, right? And my wife, and even sometimes your wife, it's hard for her to to grasp it as well. It is, but it's God, mm-hmm. it's your spouse, mm-hmm. then it's your kids, right? And people say, "Well, really?" I yes. said, "Yes," because you are one flesh with your spouse, correct? Right? You should be with your spouse forever. That's yes. a, that's a lifelong relationship. That's the way God intended it to be anyway. Sure. Your kids they are going to grow up. They're going to go get their own home. They're going to have their own one flesh, mm-hmm. their own spouse. Right. You know, so you have to take care and and no one's asking you to love your wife more than you love your kids. No. We're asking you to love them differently according to the purpose God has given them to you. Right. You know, and that that's difficult for people it, to grasp. It is. My family is more important than anything. That sounds great. It does. It sounds really worldly. That's a you know, and <laughs> it's, a, it's a great thing to say. Yeah. And my family is very important to me, and that they are my first ministry. Yes. they are before the church. They right. are, but they're not before my relationship with, with God. With God, yep. and and people, if they would just grasp the the, and I'm not saying that I do that perfectly. No, no I, I would never. Not. I would never claim that you ever. Know, no, but what people like. The whole sports thing, which we, that we can get into that all Dude, we could talk an hour on that. But let's just go to school. Okay. Okay. Well, you know, they got homework. They got this. They got this. You know, they're mm-hmm. they're really they, they're really trying to get into a good school, and they're trying to get good grades, and they need to focus on that and not church. Well, mm-hmm. here's the thing. If you just put God first, mm-hmm. all this other stuff would work itself out. It really does. Your, your, your kid's going to be a good student. Sure. And they're going to get good grades Yep. because they're going to try because they want to honor God. Yes. Yeah, and if you doing. so everything you do, right. do to the glory of God. Yeah. Whatever you eat, whatever you drink, whatever you do, do for the glory of God. Whatever it is, even the very normal things, the everyday things, the eating and drinking. You yeah, know, I, you know, and, it, and that's what we get is people don't understand everything for the glory of God. Yeah, no matter how minor it may be. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I think I've probably said this before. My least favorite thing in the entire world to do is dishes. Right. Mm-hmm. Until I understood that if I didn't have a dirty dish, I didn't have food to eat. I'm thankful to God that I got a place to live. You know, Here's what I mean? the way I look at it. Okay, yeah. I don't like doing dishes. Yeah. Right. I can't stand doing dishes. That's just I got better things I want to do. Right. Yeah. But right. I do dishes a lot of times where my wife doesn't have to. Sure. Right. And I do that because I love my wife mm-hmm. and I love my wife because I want to love my wife like Christ loved the church. Mm hmm. Uh, because me going sitting on the couch watching Sports Center, you know, little dun, 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 dun. when my wife is doing dishes, knowing that I could be in there <laughs> helping her, you know, and I'm just saying that's, uh, and that's doing it for the glory of God. It's it's to honor my wife. It's to help my wife. It's to yeah. love my show the love to my wife. Yeah. And people say, well, why? It, it's show the love to my family. Sure. Absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's doing it for the glory of God. That is. Whatever your you know your reason may be, mm-hmm. uh, so any sinful desire or interest that interferes with our relationship with God or go. fellow Christians, yeah. I, I love to say too. It's like okay, what um, 
give me an ex- and I've done this with the youth before too. I say, give me an excuse, give me an excuse <laughs> that God would be okay with uh. for the reason that you're not coming to church. And they started throwing stuff out there, and I said, ah, stop, 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 stop. That God would be okay with. Yep. You know, and I'm not saying they're not out there. I mean, there's 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 reasons. There, you know, is, there is. And that's not between me and you. That's between you and God, right? And that's for you to have to figure out. But what are we putting above God? Yeah. Lust of the flesh. Yep. What, what, that just means what we would rather do than have our relationship with God. Yep. What would you rather do than read the Bible? Shouldn't be anything. What would you rather yeah. do than have to spend time in prayer? Shouldn't be anything. What would you rather do than go to church and fellowship and learn about God and be discipled and be around other believers? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be anything. The, the, something that we do is um, we, we make them list their distractions, uh-huh. and we say, okay, what are you going to sacrifice to honor God? And they'll tell us you know, how much time they're going to spend doing exactly what you just said, right? Mm-hmm. And then when you come back and hold them accountable to that, they go, uh, but see, that's the other thing is accountability and what you're talking about is give me an excuse. I, I don't have one. I, I couldn't, I couldn't even come up with one. You know what uh-huh. I mean? It's just, it's a good question though. I'll be using that later, by the way. I wrote it down. There you go. <laughs> I mean, they're out there. I mean, there's so much stuff that we do. There's so much stuff that I do. There's so much stuff that you do that, that's, that we put above God thing above God at the time. Yeah, again, you know, we get hung we're up not saying, get, you know, and it, sometimes it's church. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we could put this podcast above God. We could be doing it for our glory and not God's. Right. Now, I mean, and, and and that's the thing. You you have to be aware of all of that. Just uh-huh. because it has God in it doesn't mean you're doing it for, for God. For his glory, yeah. That's, that's a fact. That is a fact. What about lust of the eyes? Lust of the eyes. I think... You know, of course, some of this will be flesh, but eyes is another thing. Is any sinful desire or interest that comes through what we see and leads us to violate God's will. Yeah. Yeah. Again, our mind goes straight to things that we see as really sinful. Yeah. Maybe pornography. Yeah. You know, that causes us to do things or lustful thoughts. I was going to say, whatever's leading you to lust. Anything that leads you to lust. And it doesn't have to be, you know, sexually speaking either. No, absolutely not. I mean, there's a difference. I always say there's a difference between a car driving by and me thinking, man, that's a nice car, and the car driving by, and then me spending every waking moment trying to figure out how I can get that how car. How get that car. That's lusting after the car. That's not just admiring the car. No, there's that's, a difference that's right. there. That's right. That, that, that's causing me to sin because I can't stop thinking about it. Right. I'm can't putting. Get, it's distracting I, me. Yeah, my thoughts aren't on things above right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yep. So there's several different examples out there for that not just uh things that just come through our mind right off the top of our heads sure but uh lust of the flesh lust of the lust of the eyes pride of life <laughs> pride of life this is a huge one for a lot of us it is a it sense is. of arrogance based on wealth or rank that violates a christ-like spirit of humility huh yeah you d- you just described me about <laughs> three or four years ago you know really what comes bad. to my mind all right, I work for the sheriff's office in Collin County. We had this discussion. We know this. We know this. Yeah. And um, when I was there, I and I was focused on rank. I was focused mm-hmm. on money because the more rank you got, the more money, money you got, got, the more sure. power you got, blah, blah, blah. Yep. And I would do anything I could to make sure my name was known well, mm-hmm. even if it was cutting other people down, jumping in front of other people, whatever it was. Yeah. 
and I, I will never get this out of, you know, and, and I've been forgiven for it, and mm-hmm. I don't let it hold me back. Right. But when I read the scripture, this this moment in my life always comes to my mind. And um, I think it's a good reminder for me a lot of times, too. We had this lieutenant. I was a sergeant at the time, and I've been okay. trying to make lieutenant going up for lieutenant boards. I hadn't got it yet. Gotcha. But we had this lieutenant female, and she got sick. She was in the hospital. She had surgery. Something went wrong. Mm. And they wind up having to amputate one of her legs. Oh, my. Okay, so the news came in that they had to amputate one of one of her legs. Right. The first, let me tell you, the first thought that came to my mind was, well, there's a lieutenant's opening. Oh, my gosh. You know what I'm saying? Dude. But that because there was so much I am pride. glad God softened your heart, son. <laughs> know, right? Man, oh, man. I know. You were ruthless like I was. was. horrible. <laughs> because I was so worried about me and wow. me and getting to that, that level of lieutenant in my life. Yeah. That I didn't care that about anybody else and what happened, what they had, isn't that the loss of leg goodness. long as it got me above where I needed to go. Wow. So when Paul talks about selfish ambition, that you had that, right? I had that. Boy, yes. I did too. Hey, you know, whenever, uh, you know, when my business was at its peak, that was me too. I money, money was my god at that point, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I like you, I did whatever I had to do to get it. You know, and I and I was ruthless about it. I would I would run other people out of bit. Like I'm not the only guy that did what I did. Okay, right. as far as my business went, and I would do whatever I had to do to see to it that they didn't get business. Right. You know, uh, and uh, not something I'm proud of. And like you, I've been forgiven for it. And I, I and now I help those guys. You know, because that's not th- that business is not my passion anymore. Right. You know. Um, I still love it. I still love doing it and all that, but um, it's not my main focus. So if I have something pop up, it's those same guys that I would try to push out. I'll send them business that I, you know, that comes my way. That I'm just like, look, they need it more than me. Go ahead, you guys, go ahead and take it. Now I've got great friends. Uh, I didn't burn those bridges all the way, but um, again, you know, selfish ambition got me. Well, we got to put others above ourselves. And yep. Something that that comes to my mind um, too was is that that though God had changed my heart mm-hmm. and I was starting to live for him, we still do stupid things and we still uh know what our sinful our lustful desires are sure. and our pride and stuff like that. Sure. And I was still working for the sheriff's office when I became a believer and I still had that I'm gonna be a lieutenant in my mind. Right. And what happened was is I did. Yeah. I did it. I became a lieutenant. Yeah. And as soon as I came but a lieutenant, God was like, okay, it's time for you to leave this career. Yeah. You know, I w- didn't even do it for like a year yeah. and I resigned. Yeah. I just, I hated it. I hated uh-huh. what I was doing. I was, you know, cause my heart was different. I was changed, but still I pushed myself, pushed God away and still got to yeah. where I wanted to go. Sure. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yep. You, you can get there. No doubt. Philippians you know. two, three, says, do nothing out of robbery or conceit, but humility, considering others as more important than yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, humility is tough. It's tough for people, you know. Who is it? Um, C.S. Lewis said, humility is not thinking thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Right. Right. So, again, it, saying put others before yourself. Again, and we talk, God gives us relationships God gives us life experiences yeah. to teach us different lessons that right. we can relate to. Right. Humility. Here's where I got taught humility. All right, 2015, I had back surgery. 
Right. Okay. I had my L5 and my S1 fused together. I had a disc uh, shaved back, and I left the hospital on a walker. Yeah. Okay. So it took several months before I was able to walk good on my own and do things for myself. Yep. So saying that, I couldn't put my own pants on. Uh-huh. Right? I couldn't turn the water on to the shower to take a shower. I couldn't get out of bed by myself. I couldn't get out of the chair by myself. I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. Yep. That's very <laughs> Uh oh. Humiliating. Uh oh. Right? So it really taught you to be it, humble. It, it will humble you. And I couldn't imagine being single and having this problem. Can you imagine. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, so I mean, I, when I think of humility, that's what I, I picture because yep. that, that humbles you, knowing that you are nothing yep. without something. Well, and my, so my humility moment um, was a, quite a bit different than yours. But um, so I had, I had been arrested. Uh, got out, and you know attorneys ain't cheap. No, you know. No. Um, I had one attorney. I'll make this short, but I had one attorney. He was five thousand bucks, right? I couldn't pay him, and I and I at that point I was off the drugs, and I was like, I can't, I can't go back to that. I can't, you know, I can't pay you because I can't get a job, and I can't right. uh, go back to selling drugs. So anyway, he drops me, right? Yep. My wife says, okay, we here's here's what we're gonna do. My mom told me flat no. My mom, and best, you know, one of the best things she exactly. could ever done to make Understand. me figure it out. But yep. anyway, so, um, anyway, so, uh, my wife said, well, we got to ask my dad. I said, are you crazy? I got to ask your dad, right? My next attorney was $10,000. So I, I said, okay. So I called him up. I said, man, I need your help. He had no idea any of this. Right. Right. We're sitting in an attorney's office and he's, oh, I, I did tell this because, he was flipping a paper clip like this, and he never even looked at me in the attorney's office. Mm-hmm. I told her the whole spiel, and he soaked it in. We walked outside, and he goes, I'm going to help you. He gave me 10000 bucks, But I had to humble myself and say, look, I'm a, I'm a drug addict. I've treated your daughter poorly. Right. I'm trying to make up for it. I'm, you know, I'm going to do the best I can and all this stuff. But you want to talk about humbling dude and that guy's intimidating like everybody thinks my wife's dad was in the mexican mafia (laughs) he looks it right but anyway so that was my humbling moment i've had several but that was the big one so i guess we could uh close it out verse 17 okay and the world with this lust is passing away but the one who does god's will remains forever that's it so it's foolish to love the world because the world's going to go away. That's it's right. Gonna pass away. That's right. And as Christians, that's where our hope is found is in the eternal life promise from Focus God. Focus on eternity. That's it. We yes. are sealed with a promised Holy Spirit. That's it. That is the down payment. I mean, we have to live each day like we're going to meet Jesus today. That's it. Because you might. Right. You just you, you might. might. And you I don't know. In the rest of chapter two, we're going to talk about standing boldly in front of Christ that uh, day that you meet him. That's right. And not be caught with her pants down. Oh, what uh, do that's that? humiliating. That's humiliating. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'll dismiss us in prayer and we'll get on out of here. Sounds good. All right. Father, as always, we come to you humble and grateful for your word and every opportunity to share it. We're thankful for everyone that receives your message through this podcast. And we ask that you continue to bless us and fulfill our every need as only you can do. Father, we're so thankful for the folks out at Levon um, that are doing such great work out there, and we ask that you continue to bless them. Um, 
in every way possible to help that ministry grow. Father, just be with everyone that sees this, um, that uh, that their will is done in your life. And we ask that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.